Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by General Manager Howie Roseman, the expectations of this city have never been higher. Welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Postgame Show on 6ABC.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano. Live from the Gallery Bar. Booking games inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this post-game show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Panla Hockey Eagles post-game show. I am Mike Misnelli with my partners, Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney will join us later. All right, the Eagles win it 40-33. to and I guess I can sum this up real easy. They, they blasted the Packers rushing the football. Uh, Jalen Hurts set a franchise record. And uh, they had four TD drives in the first half. Let me just give you the rushing totals. The Eagles rushed for 363 yards tonight. Jalen with 157. Miles Sanders with 143 and two touchdowns. First time a running back quarterback tandem in the same game had 125 yards or more since Gore and Kaepernick way back in the day. They knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game, and they were just completely dominant. It looked like a closer score than it really was. The Eagles had control of this game by just gashing them, guys. You know, we said on the postgame show, you know, if, if there was one Achilles heel on this Packers defense that has been plaguing them all season long was being able to defend the run. And the Eagles came out and took it to him. I mean, Jalen Hurts had 103 yards rushing on seven carries in the first quarter alone. By halftime, they were putting up astronomical numbers. And, you know, they ran the ball 49 times. They should have ran the ball 60 times, Seth. They could have run for over 400 yards easy on this defense. <laughs> Listen, there was, a, there was a lapse in there between the time when the Green Bay Packers tied the game up at 20 to 20 until um, – I want to say halfway through, like like 11 minutes left in the third quarter, where 
they threw something like 20 straight passes. They didn't even run the ball. Why? Why? I have no clue. I have no clue. I mean, I'm, I, I was just dumbfounded as I was charting these runs, one by these passes, one by one. And I'm like, why are we just throwing the ball all over the place? And all of a sudden, they get back to, you know, running the ball, and they're dominant again. We talked about it in the pregame, okay? And, 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 and John talked about it. John McMullen talked about it as well. We said, hey, listen, you know, the Eagles know that they can rely on the run. When things are going awry, they know that they can go back, you know, and visit the run and get their offense back on track. And my question was, why not do that all the time? Right. You know, right. that should be your mode of operation. Now, I'm not happy to see Jalen Hurts take some of the hits that he took towards the end of the game. Right. But he is certainly a weapon that they oh, no have question. to utilize. Yeah in their offense in order for their offense to thrive the way that they want it to thrive. And I get it. They're, they want to get their passing game to where it's just as automatic as the run game. But I still contend that the best way to do that, D-Gun, yep. is through running the football. Yes. Because when you play pack, pass, when you bootleg, when you do anything off of the, that run action and you're coordinate the, coordinating it the right way, then you're going to be able to open up the rest of your passing game, in my opinion. There's no question, Mike, that Jalen Hurts is the best overall athlete on this offense. But I've seen this time and time again too many times. You run a quarterback too much, and then all of a sudden he's sitting on the sidelines. That one hit he took in the fourth quarter yeah. where he sat down and the defender tackled him from the back and bent him over made me cringe just a little bit. But to be as effective as they have been as an offense, you have to utilize all of his well, attributes. Listen, that's the downside uh, of yeah. a quarterback running the football. But the, and Chris Collinsworth said it during the broadcast. In today's NFL, unless you're Mahomes or, yeah. or maybe Josh Allen, right. you need that skill set to succeed anymore that's the true. way this league is that and is the way true. how defenses are so fast and, and explosive that it's almost essential. The Eagles have that, that card now yep. that, that a lot of teams want and are, and are drafting. I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's essential. It's a luxury to have, in my opinion. Because the way that the NFL develops quarterbacks now, if these guys don't get the development at the collegiate level, but they're great athletes, or they can throw the ball halfway decent, but they're really good with their legs like a Lamar Jackson, then guess what? They're going to bring them in. They're going to devise the offense to work around what they do. You know, but what Jalen Hurts has done, what makes him a bit special and a little bit a bit different, is he came in last year and his passing game is what his Achilles heel was. Okay, yep. and he took it upon himself this past offseason to make that a strength. And because he's done that, now. When everything else isn't working within the scheme of your offense, like when you want to run the ball and you're struggling to run the ball, or you want to pass the ball and you're struggling to pass the ball, the wild card that you got in your back pocket is to run the read option and have Jalen Hurts keep it. Or run, I mean, they ran a counter, a quarterback counter OT yeah. to the weak side tonight. And I'm looking at this like, that's the play that the Washington Redskins used to run to the strong side. Now they're running to the weak side and they take the back, they send the back strong and they pull two guards, that pull the, the backside guard and tackle to the weak side and the quarterback keeps it and run. You have, there's no defense for that play. But I'm you know, telling you right now. You know what, Mike, to, to pick up on something you said a moment ago, you mentioned two names. 
Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, okay? And you look at the way they play the game too, they take off and run on any given moment. If you look at the better quarterbacks in the National Football League right now, they all have that ability to take off. Even Justin Herbert have that ability to take off and run. The only difference is those quarterbacks are slightly more efficient at passing the football Absolutely. at this point in their career than Jalen Hurts is. Okay. okay. Yeah. So now they run out of necessity. The Eagles are using him as a weapon within the scheme of their well, offense. Exactly. But then we go back to what Derek said, which is, like, do you, do you really want to risk it that much? That, that, that hit yeah, he took to the back of the neck Man. was kind of a frightening hit, and, and you just hope he lasts. He's strong enough to do it, believe me. You know, the funny thing about this game is Green Bay couldn't really do anything with him. They try to spy early. He defeated that. He's too strong. When you gather him in the pocket, he wriggles out. The, when, when you chase him down, he has a way of getting around that and making a play or throwing it away. I mean, he's, the, he's oh, my, dare do I say this? He's the ultimate weapon. Do we have to go back to number 12 right, where Jalen Hurts is now in that category? Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm impressed that the Eagles didn't disappoint. Okay, so they started off, you know, it, and we talk about this every single week. When you look statistically at the Green Bay Packers, this should have been the game plan. The Green Bay Packers are ranked 26th or 25th in the NFL against the, against the run. They have 135 yards a game. So that told you right there that you could make hay against this football team running the football. Traditionally, what do the Eagles do? They come out and do the exact opposite. They tried it the first series of the game a little bit, okay? And then when things started going sideways a little bit, they locked in on the running game. When they realized that they could really dominate the line of scrimmage, they just dominated the line of scrimmage. Not only with Miles Sanders, which I wanted to see them, you know, we, we talked about in the pregame. Why has he continuously disappeared, you know, from your offense when he is such a, a, val a valuable weapon? So we saw him in action today, but we also saw, you know, Jalen Hurts be dynamic in a lot of ways. And I'm telling you, man, this, if they stick to this formula right here and yeah. they can stay yeah. healthy, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat them. What, what did I tell you on the pregame show? If I had my way, I'm going to have the Eagles run the ball 75% of the time tonight. You know, they ran it 49% compared to, what, 20, 28 passes. And you look at some of the throws Jalen had to make when he had to make them. He made some great throws, especially yeah. that touchdown, the back shoulder touchdown to Quez Watkins. Um, they could have they could have put this game away before halftime if they <laughs> wanted to. You know, and they just yeah. they let Green Bay yeah. stay in the game. Yeah, no, you, they did. But here the turning point was that that touchdown before the half, and then they got the ball on their first possession and scored that touchdown. Yeah, Those yeah. two touchdowns sandwiched around halftime really, to me, were the key, but especially that touchdown right before the half. That that was really important to go into the, to halftime of the 27-20 lead. And they kind of let the Packers hang around. It, it was funny because when Rodgers goes out of the game and poor Jordan Love goes in, we were afraid for the guy. Right. We were scared to death for the kid. Why? And he, and he, and he, well, because you know, just, he, he had to You're saying that because you know that Gannon wasn't good at putting I, pressure exactly. on him, right? I just wanted to know, I just wanted to know why. Because the mindset was, oh, we got a young quarterback in the game now. You know, we can come after him and apply pressure. 
Well, hell, he hadn't done that all year against all the backup <laughs> quarterbacks and all the second-string quarterbacks and all the first-year quarterbacks that we've seen this year. He hadn't done that against any of those guys. You expect for him to open up the blitz vault and come after Jordan Love just because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is in? It ain't ever going to happen, man. Yeah. Can, can we keep this first segment <laughs> Positive before we get there's Jonathan Gannon because we got plenty to say about Jonathan Gannon's scheme in this game. So let me ask you the question, D Gun. Okay, if you tell him the truth, is it negative? No, it's not. Okay, then. So we so we keeping it positive. My my point was that that I I I thought the kid was in a really precarious spot there where he was going to have to throw the ball every down, and he wound up making a big play to Christian Watson, which, which kind of made Eagle fans a little nervous uh, about it. With eight minutes left, they scored, making it 37-30. Uh, but then the Eagles responded with a drive to get a couple first downs. They got the field goal, and, and it kind of chased them away again, even though Green Bay made a, a gallant effort again at the end. They, you know, you look at the final score, and you're right. They, they should have put this team away a lot sooner with the dominance they had uh, in the trenches tonight. But it, it's another win. They did what it takes. And they, they were really impressive running the football. So I, I, I got to look at that. We, there's so much to unpack. There's so many little plays that we can go over <laughs> in, in this game. It was a crazy game tonight. So uh, uh, the Eagles, they're 10-1. and one. Keep right. piling up the wins. Keep piling up the wins. You have you have Minnesota Bird Dog in you at 9-2. and two. You have Dallas lurking in the shadows. And, of course, you have a rematch coming up with them. You still have two games against the Giants. And, you know, they're a better team than the Giants, but, hey, it's a divisional game. You just never know what can happen in divisional games. I don't care how do you get to the W finish line. Just get to the W, man. Yeah. Listen, uh, listen a, a couple of, you know, we had to mention these. A couple of injuries happened in this game. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson goes down, and we'll have to get an update on that. But the ship came in. The steamship, Reed Blankenship. Oh, this kid. Came in with a couple of nice plays. And, of course, Landon Dickerson got out of there. So we, we have to catch up with what happened there with Landon Dickerson. Well, from what I'm hearing initially, there's a possibility CJ might have a cracked rib. Now, obviously, they still have to go through a few more tests before that's determined. Um, I hope that's not the case. And, you know, we looked at the hit that he took time and time again. Initially, you know, Seth, you thought he hit the receiver, Christian Watson, with his chest. But as we looked at the replay, he caught him with a shoulder. And I'm trying to think, how in the world could he have possibly cracked the rib if that is the case? I mean, he was going full bore at him, but he bounced off of him. Yeah, it's just the angle. You know, he never got to a place where he could, like, dip his shoulder down and 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 strike the blow with his shoulder. He kind of hit him, like, body to body. And, you know, it could have been an elbow. It could have been an arm. Yeah. It could have been yeah. a myriad of things that just hit you the wrong way. You know, you just got to make sure. And, 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 again, that comes from – you know, not tackling, not hitting in practice. Right. So, right. you know, you're kind of unconscious of some of those things. And and then the other thing is you don't want to get your shoulder or your helmet too low, you know, and, and mess around when that guy is trying to absorb a blow. Right. He ducks his head, you duck yours, and then you helmet to helmet, and it's a 15-yard penalty. You know, these are the types of things, these are the types of injuries that occur, yep. you know, when you have the rules set up the way that they're set up. Guys are trying to make sure that they keep their neck and their head out of the, out of the hit, and by doing so, that opens everything else up. True. You've got shoulder pads on your shoulders for a reason. Yeah. You're supposed to lower that shoulder and put that shoulder on, on the ball or on the ball carriage, and he didn't. And I mean, I think it's going to cost him a couple of weeks. If he's got broken ribs, man, we yeah. might not, we, he, they may wind up putting him on IR, and that's a big loss. Well, you know what, Seth? You, you make a valid point, but 
because defensive players are so afraid of what is and what isn't a strike zone now, you know, you try to alter your body a certain way, and we see more defenders getting hurt yeah. because you're not allowed to tackle the way you were taught to tackle 10 years ago. Well, because you're not responsible for how the offense reacts. Like, if I went to hit you right now, the right. first thing you would do is what? It's flinch. You, you right. Flinch Curl up. And you would do that. Right. So when I conversely come to tackle you and you know you're about to absorb a blow, the first thing that you do is you do that. You lower your head, you right. lower your center of right. gravity. So I could do everything right by trying to strike you at the chest level. Right. But because you moved down a foot, okay, and I did everything right, and my head strikes your head, now it's a 15-yard penalty Absolutely. on me. Absolutely. And to me, that's wrong. Now, if I come at you, and from five yards away, two yards away, I duck my head, and I launch myself at you, now, that's a legitimate penalty. Right. But if I'm just trying to play the game and I'm trying to do everything right as a defensive player and I'm targeting the right area and you drop your head, I shouldn't be penalized for you, you know, flinching. Don't flinch. But eight times out of ten, you are now. Absolutely. You're because right. of the way they changed the You're rules. Right. I, I had to bring up one other thing, and, you know, we saw it. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, on, on, on kickoff return. Oh, oh my goodness. And, and, and oh, you know what? The goodness. Eagles got that first Jeez. touchdown, the first possession of the second half. They survived a big return by the kid to open up the second half. Green Bay got the ball first. But uh, my man had 172 yards of returns on five kick returns with a long of 53. And we've been talking about the special teams for a while now. They have, n if you look at Mike. one weak area of this team, <laughs> it's got to be that. Mike, that's 34 yards Mike. per return. Yeah. Do you realize? He brought a, a kick out from five yards and seven yards deep. Yes. I mean, in a seven yard, he returned to 53 yards. 53 yards. And I'm like, you know, at some point in time, see, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Green Bay last year. Green Bay went to the playoffs last year knowing that their special teams was a weakness. It, 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 the special teams was their Achilles heel. And it wound up costing them Against in the, the NFC Championship game, right. you know, and if they don't figure out how to get this fixed now, okay, when you get down to the last four teams, the NFC, AFC Championship, you got the best coordinators against, you know, the best, the best players and the best offensive and defensive players, okay? These kinds of mistakes that they're making and the things that they're doing on special teams, special teams is going to wind up being a liability. The only positivity that they have on the special teams right now is Jake Elliott. The only, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wipe that missed extra point off the board when you boot a 54-yarder, you know, to really shut it all down. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move that out of the way. But everything else that you see, it's like, I'm looking at the coverage. When you're on kick coverage and you're on punt coverage, and you don't see a guy anywhere near the returner, that tells me yeah. the guys aren't running down the field. There's no sense of urgency to get your behind down there and make sure that you get that guy tackled. You know, they're and, jogging and, to a space. That's it. And, and 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 at some point in time, at some point in time, Nick Sirianni is gonna have to make somebody an example to get this group to wake up. Because there's only so much coaching that you can do. Okay, the coach puts you in position. The players have to go out and execute. Now I don't know whether it's the the scheme or whether the players just ain't getting it done. But those guys that play on special teams, that's all they do. They back up and they play special teams. And they got about 15 plays a game. And you mean to tell me you can't play with your damn hair on fire for 15 plays? You don't deserve to be on the NFL roster, Mike, man. Plain and simple, 
in a day and age where kickoff return basically has been neutralized because the league has so many concerns about concussions, when a guy takes a ball out of the end zone five yards and seven yards deep, what did they see in the film? This kid, Keyshawn Nixon, five returns, 172 (laughs) yards, he had a 41-yard return and a 53-yard return yeah, from a, five it, to seven yards deep good. in the end zone. It, it, let me, let me, it, let me it tell you happen. something. Uh, if I was playing special team, I wouldn't even want to go to that meet tomorrow. <laughs> if I, I, wouldn't, court, I wouldn't want to if be If I was a coordinator, I wouldn't even show up tomorrow. <laughs> i tell him I'm sick, you know, some bubonic plague or something. All right, let's talk to, about – you brought up Jake Elliott and the 54-yarder. But, there, there, you know, there was a moment before we got to that, and the moment was that they were going to go for it on fourth and three at the Green Bay 36, and we're kind of screaming at the TV, trust your kicker. I mean, this kid it can kick the ball from, from that distance. And they, they had to call a timeout to arrive at that decision. No, they did. Where, where, where they, he they did, did that last week where he tried to draw them off, off, off sides, and then he sent the offense back out, and they actually went for it on fourth down and, and converted it. And I guarantee you he thought about it. He thought about it for a second. Then he remembered, you know, you got an all-pro kicker and Jake Elliott over there that can kick the ball 54 yards. But, but that wasn't it. his initial thought. No, it wasn't. And he, that's what that's what <laughs> you know that's what bothered me a little, or shocked me a little bit. His initial thought was he was going to go for it there. They were only up seven. A field goal puts the game away, even though it got hairy at the end. Uh, but they finally arrived at the right decision. I, I think they were basically trying to see if they could draw him off sides. It was a fourth and short situation, but you're right. Initially, well, it was fourth, we it was fourth the ball, and three. Right. So I think they were trying to draw him offside. Yeah. You know, and then and he listen. called a timeout. He sent a kicker in. The difference, 10 points. Come on, man. Uh, hey, listen, right. listen. I was looking at listen. his face, They though, ran the mean. ball for 7.4 yards per carry. It wasn't yeah. outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess not. But there's a, st- there's a strategy to a game, and, and I think well, – I was looking at his face, and I actually believe he – thought he wanted to go for that and now maybe like the afterthought came in but he looked sure enough like he went like that like let's go and uh and we were both going well no i don't know about that and they they finally they got the field goal so uh, it's all good uh the eagles win it again and and again we're we're talking about what their game plan was the first drive of the game they came out pass 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 and then all of a sudden you know jalen hurts just just took over in, in that first drive and just ripped them apart with major gains to, to put them up. Mike, I'm telling you, you know, this this began when they were down in the fourth quarter against the Colts last week, and they realized, they re-realized, I think they always knew it, they wanted, they wanted Jalen Hurts, I believe, the first half of the season to prove to them that he could throw the ball because they knew that he could do this. Yeah. But, when, but when they got into the – when it came – crunch time last week and they tried everything that they could try and they couldn't figure out how to foil that that Colts defense they just said all right Jalen you know go out there and do what you do and then they came into this game and realized right away that man from a numbers perspective and that's really all it is it's a numbers game when you see these quarterbacks being able to run it's a numbers game because the guy that's responsible for him is the free safety. He's lined up 15 to 20 yards deep, and he can't defense, defend that yeah. guy. So then you get man blocking across the board, and a quarterback that can run and, and make guys miss the way that Jalen Hurts can miss, he's a weapon. My only reservation is I don't need to see him run the ball 17 times. 
to you know to win a game because sooner or later the law averages say that he's going to take a hit that's going to be detrimental to the team because you can't they're not going or getting where they want to go without him under center. You almost took that hit tonight in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it, it's like you know. Uh, it's all fun and games until you get your eye poked out. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand that whole thing about Jalen Hurts. But again, uh, they had they had a spy on him. They, they tried to spy the rookie, and, and he just dazzled, danced past them. He had runs the twenty four and twenty seven in that first drive. His first three carries was sixty yards. Uh, so I mean, that's a pretty good start, right? Well, they had sixty nine yards rushing on the first drive of the game. Yeah. Okay. That's demoralizing in itself. You know, Jalen Hurst did what we've grown accustomed to watching Jalen Hurst do this season. Use every ounce of athleticism that he has when it's called upon. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we, we may not agree with it. Sometimes we cringe because of how many hits he's taking. You know, especially when they call those quarterback draw plays up the middle. Why would you send your quarterback up the middle in the teeth of a defense when you know they're laying in the woods trying to take shots at him? Luckily enough, Green Bay's run defense was so porous, he had plenty of lanes to run through and get down when he had to. But a better defensive scheme. Now, they're going to play a better defense next week in Tennessee. I guarantee you, Tennessee won't have all those lanes that, that Jalen Hurts can run through that he ran through tonight. Well, I mean, I don't know at this point. He seems to run through everything. I mean, oh, there's it, no it, question you know, about it. I mean, it, it, there was a, it, the, third, the third drive. It, the Packers took a 14-13 lead. They had a third and two. Boom. Right oh. in for 41. Right, right. And it's like you can't stop that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Well, I'm telling you, what they do is they really put the defense in conflict, especially when they have the tight end off the ball and they snap the ball and they send the tight end across. See, when you send that tight end across pre-snap, what you're effectively doing is you're changing the strength from left to right. So now the defense has time to adjust to that. But when that guy, when Jalen Hurts snaps the ball and that guy goes across, you're effectively changing the strength, and the defense doesn't have an opportunity to adjust to it. So now you get an extra, an extra blocker on that side of the ball, and now you put the defensive end in conflict. Do I take the guy that's coming? Do I take Jalen Hurts? Is he handing the ball off? you got all of these things going through their mind. And then the Eagles – Offensive staff is just masterful at giving it to you and then running it just regular without bringing the other guy over. So they keep you thinking and they keep you confused all the time. It's going to take a monumental defensive effort to figure out a way to keep Jalen Hurts from doing what he's doing. Now, they figured out how to keep him in the pocket. They sacked him twice tonight, and they made him throw away a lot of balls. They didn't let him get out scrambling the ball. It was the call run plays that really did Green Bay in tonight. Yep, yep. Uh, can Aaron Siposki, should he collect a check for his efforts tonight? He, he, he had hey, listen, one punt. There were three punts in the whole game tonight. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? <laughs> let's, let's just be happy. Let's just be happy that the Eagles were, you know, right around 50, 50, to, 50 to 55%, you know, on third down, third down conversions. I think they were like 8 for 15 or something like that um, because they haven't been that good. You know, I mean, I know they they live right 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 around forty three to forty six percent, and that's that's respectable, but it's not great. You know, so if I'm not seeing Sipos punt the ball, I don't have a problem with that because that means that the Eagles are converting, you yeah. know, third downs, right. or they're scoring points, you know, via the touchdown or via field goal. So I'm not. Hey, listen, oh, no, 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 listen. Let, let him have his I, check. 
I'm, I'm great with that point. I just wonder if he's going to take a shower after tonight. You know, he's, he came on the field one time to to, 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 to Hey, listen, the Eagles scored a lot of points tonight, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's he, all right. Is, that's is, all right. Isn't he the one that holds for Jake Elliott? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Considering yeah, he got, he considering how he's punted this year, I don't mind him yeah. sitting on the sideline no, most of this you. game. No, I hear you. All right, so you you brought up the C.J. Gardner point, and it's a great point because he's been playing great. Obviously, he leads the league in interceptions. But uh, the rookie Blankenship comes in. Now, the only time we saw him, he committed a dumb penalty on a special team, which was his, his noteworthy play of the season. All of a sudden, he comes in, and he looks like he knows what he's doing. He made a great play on that interception, stepping in front of that receiver, and, and he, he chased the guy and made a tremendous hit towards the sideline. So what, what do you think, Seth? I love it. I, I, I think that, see, these are the types of situations. Every time that a guy gets injured, it's an opportunity for someone else to step up and show the coaching staff what you can do, okay? I think the Eagles have been waiting for Kevon Wallace to, like, grow up and show out for a long time. I think this is, what, his third or fourth year on the team? Yeah. And they've been waiting for him to grow up. And then all of a sudden, this Blankenship kid just comes out of nowhere, steps in, foils Aaron Rodgers, steps in front of him, in front of the, the, the tight end, and intercepts the ball. He's coming down downhill, laying lumber on people all night, he had one bad play, one bad play on defense tonight, and that was it. He just took a bad angle on that ball where Jordan Love hit Christian Watson coming across. He took a bad angle and underestimated the 4-3 speed of Christian yeah. Watson, and he ran away from him yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't, like it wasn't even fun. And, and that's what I worry about. Right. Are other receivers going to run away from him? I don't no, really no, no. know that much. What kind a, of speed does he have? No, listen, he's got, he's got decent enough speed. Now, okay. you see the kid run. He can run. But when you're trying to track a 4-3 guy and you don't take the right yeah. angle, yep. there's you no recovering it. from that. Right. You know what? He's going to make Blankenship's going to make people forget about Wallace real quick. If he continues to play the way he played tonight, you're going to make forget about because well, I don't I'm not think worried Wallace, about that part of it. Though. I don't think Wallace is. No, sure I'm not are. worried about the Wallace part. No, no, I'm no, worried sure about whether he can replace sure C.J. Garner Johnson. No, we're, well, listen, that, we're, we're worried. That's what we're, I'm worried about. we're worried about all of it, Mike, because yeah. you know you're talking about you know when you lose one guy, you're talking about depth. Because another unproven entity has to step in, and the other unproven entity is really one play away from having to step in for him. Yeah. So, it, so it is, it is a worry. But to D Gun's point, and to your point, it'll either make Kevon Wallace step up now that he sees that someone has superseded him on the roster that's two, three years younger than him. He'll either raise his level, and you saw him play well at the end of the game. Or he'll go into the shell, and he won't be on this roster next year. It's just that simple. See, see, Blankenship played like a hungry young player tonight. You know, he hasn't got many opportunities, and all of a sudden he gets his opportunity, and he played with that hunger tonight. He makes a great play on the interception, made some great hits yep. in this game tonight as well. Can he replace the CJ? Well, mm -hmm. CJ has the experience on him. You know, CJ knows to look for little things that this kid still has to learn to look for. He's going to make some plays, but he's also going to make some mistakes. Coordinators are going to identify what he's doing back there, his strengths and weaknesses, and they're going to utilize that against him. But if he plays anywhere close to what he's playing tonight, I feel a little bit better about him being back there with for, for the duration of CJ being out. All right, I you want know to talk I, about uh, – Hold up, Mike. You know yeah. what I love about him? Is that he wasn't afraid to make a exactly. play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Most guys would have let Tunyon catch that ball and come up and hit him, okay, and make the tackle. He – 
believed his eyes and believed what he saw, mm -hmm. and fear didn't exist in him to take a chance and make a play. And I'd rather have a player like that right, than yeah. the player that plays it safe every yeah, play. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers in a second. But first, I'm going to tell the folks who are watching this show on 6ABC.com or the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, here's a, a, a chance to win tickets for the next Eagles game from our friends at Pond La Hockey. Let's hear how. Hey, Philly. It's Tom Giordano from Pond La Hockey Giordano. Be sure to follow Pond La Hockey on Instagram for your opportunity to win free Eagles home game tickets for the rest of the season. You heard that right. We're giving away free tickets all season long. And guess what? We're going to give away tickets to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So make sure you're following us. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds. All right, there you go. Easy as that. All right, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'm watching the game early on when he threw that, that careless interception where he's trying to make a play and he just kind of flipped it up there. And I'm thinking, is he interested anymore? Now, as it turned out, he, he got it back a little bit. But with this injury now, him going off the, off the field, and, and it looks like it, it's, you know, he's been banged up, let's face it. And Jordan Love comes in. The Packers are pretty much out of it. They, they really have to win every game the rest of the year. Uh, but Love will probably play the next game if you look at Aaron Rodgers' condition. So what do the Packers do now with, with Aaron Rodgers in that situation? Well, you gotta, you got to find out what Jordan Love can do. I mean, you drafted this kid the first round a few years ago, 26 overall. It's the same thing when Brett Favre was there and he drafted this guy named Aaron Rodgers in the first round as well. You know, uh, Jordan Love has, has sat on the bench several years now. You have to find out and make some decisions in terms of what he is or what he isn't to the future of this organization and Matt LaFleur's offense. You know, they have a young receiver who's emerging now, and this Kristen Watson, by the way, who has six touchdown catches now in the last three games when he couldn't catch a cold for much of the season. So that could be the new Devontae Adams to Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love and, and, and Christian Blake and Christian Watson. So if, if, if I'm the Packers, Aaron, you know what? Your ribs are a little bit more banged up. You know, we're automatically out of this now. we got to play for next year. Yeah. You know, just sit it out. We know we're paying you a lot of money. Just sit it out for a while. You're not doing anything with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Aaron Rodgers signed a $150 million deal, a three-year deal. Absolutely. He's not going anywhere. There's too much debt cap space for yeah. what you're insinuating may happen, okay? The smartest thing that they can do right now, they're now 4-8. and eight. They're out of it. Just let – Jordan Love, like D. Gunn said, play the rest of the season. Let Aaron go get your thumb operated on. If you need to get your thumb operated on, let your ribs heal. You know, wipe some of that barbecue sauce off of it. You know, whatever, whatever it is you got to do. And we'll see you. We'll see you in two All right. Hold on. Let me let, let me ask both of you this: Did it look like his thumb was broken tonight? The way no. he was zipping that pass. No. No, that, that touchdown he, pass listen, he, he threw to Aaron Jones he, down the he, scene. He's definitely hurt though, so we'll see what they do. But right now, let's go to the Eagles locker room, where our pal Lane Johnson is standing by. And uh, Lane, listen, 40-33, uh, the score was closer really than the game indicated. But you guys just bashed them with the running game tonight. Talk, talk about that for us. Yeah, I mean we uh, opened up early with it. Uh, Jed Mason plays with his legs, and I felt you know we ran a lot of pulls, a lot of traps. Um, and, yeah, uh, it was, man, it was successful and, and really stayed that way the whole game. So, shout out to the guys up front and, and the running backs, man, playing well. Hey, Lane, away from Jalen Hurts running the ball, what was the one running play that worked the best for you guys tonight? What was the call? He ain't telling you that, D. Why not? <laughs> he 
can tell me the game's over now. You can tell me. Uh, it's, it's, where, the, it's where me and Isaac are just me uh, pulling to the left. There you so. go. See? He told me. <laughs> so so you, yeah. you you mean to tell me the quarterback, the quarterback counter OT weak? That's the that, <laughs> see look at <laughs> Okay, Lane. So my question is more than anything, I want to know how your leg is doing. That that darn penalty, man, that 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 was close to being pretty darn serious, man. I uh I think if my foot would have caught, I think my knee would have went. Ugh. Uh it barely missed. Uh I don't know. I feel like those guys have been like, you know, they recently changed the rules on that, and I feel like they're so like accustomed to doing that. Yeah. Uh, but no, man. Luckily, I got out of it, but it was it was close. Wait, uh, you, I mean, man. let's talk about that play. It was Adrian Amos who really submarined you, and uh, I I wondered how you held your your, your temper on that because a lot of offensive linemen when, when when somebody cuts them like that aren't really happy about it. Now, you, you took it in stride. It looked like. Yeah, I mean, it's really on to the next play. I remember when they could cut, so that's happened to me before. So it just uh, – I got to do a better job using my hands. But, yeah, man, I was lucky. I was lucky to get out of there uh, without too much too much harm. It's close. Hey, Lane, are, we, are you aware of what the final rushing stats were for you guys tonight? So 350. 49 carries, 363 yards, and three touchdowns. When was the last time you played in a game as an offensive lineman? I, I, I don't want to even count college because I'm sure you did it in college, but as a pro, where you've run for 363 yards on an opponent. Uh, I mean, the only game I can think, I know being in the twos was the, Sean, the, snow, the snow game. Uh, I'm trying to think any other games that was close. I think we've been in the 200s before, but, yeah. no, man, it was just one of those things that kept hitting and it stayed consistent the whole game. There's sometimes where we'll hit it early like that, maybe the first half when we dial second half. It was just consistently uh, consistently hitting. Wow. Lane, talk about the mentality, um, the conversation that goes on in the huddle, the conversation that goes on, you know, on the sideline um, in between series when you guys are just – when you got the run game rolling like that, because that's got to be a lot of fun for you guys up front. Yeah, I mean, um, after every series, uh, we go to Stout and uh, Kels and Isaac are kind of, you know, they diagnose a lot of it. And uh, anything we may change or scheme up to uh, to help us out, we do. Uh, but, the, you know, a lot of it goes into the tight ends, too, uh, making blocks on the DNs. Uh, so really just collectively, I feel like that was one of our best performances we had. Uh, you know, shout out to Coach Stout. Lane, it was, it was clear that they, they couldn't do anything with Jalen. Uh, and so like, they started out, it looked like they started out with a little bit of a spy look. Uh, wh yeah. when, did you, when did you guys adjust to that, or, or how did you adjust to it on what they were going to do with him? Because it didn't seem like anything they were going to do was going to stop him tonight. Yeah, I think they were spying him, and then a couple of times he broke contain, and I think that changed some stuff. So, yeah, man, anytime you get a quarterback like that um, – you know, things can be covered up downfield and you can scamper for, you know, 30, whatever it was. But, you know, consistently making first downs, it's uh, it's very deflating for a defense. And one thing about it, it helps in the run game is that, you know, the defensive ends and the linebackers backside have to honor a lot of plays. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a good it's a good matchup uh, for us to have. Lane, you guys are sitting here at 10-1 and one now, and you found 10 different ways to, to arrive at this equation. And after this particular game tonight, what does Sirianni say to you guys in the locker room? Uh, I mean, we, we know what we got to tighten up at. And uh, really, like, you know, 
as much as I say it, it's, it's really, you know, we got to ignore all the distractions, man, and really uh, stay focused. I know it's easier said than done, but you got to practice it. It all goes down to what you do every day, uh, do every day in the building and, and in practice. So little stuff, man, the second half of the season goes by quick. So, uh, you know, right now is uh, crunch time. All right, Lane, listen, uh, great job again, 10-1, and one, and now uh, another rushing attack comes to you guys next week. But the way you guys are running the football, is, it's just uh, a sight to behold. It, it, it's, really, it's really a pleasure to watch a, a team just grind up another squad like you guys did tonight. So, uh, great, great game, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you next week. All right, that's Lane Johnson right. live from the uh, Eagles locker room. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with more analysis. We've got plenty of show left, including our diamond debate. We're going to have Devin Caney join us in a little bit as uh, the Eagles uh, postgame show sponsored by Pond Hockey with the guys uh, and the girl. We're back after this. <laughs> Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Sports, Corin save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. I'm Devin Caney. Uh, it is now time for our Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, we've got some rowdy fans <laughs> in the building. <laughs> um, apologies for that. So, yes, if in case uh, I missed my cue there because there are some distractions happening right now. Uh, welcome back to the Pond Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney. Time for our Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, guys, Jalen Hurts today uh, had another MVP-type performance. He rushed for a franchise record 157 yards, uh, also through two touchdown completions. Um, the This guy is certainly making it interesting for us on the show today. Uh, so it, the Diamond Debate is on the Jacob uh, Media Twitter page as well as the YouTube uh, community page and of course Jalen Hurts is talented and using his legs and his strengths to the best of his ability but the question comes into play when you wonder if he's starting to put his body on the line too much because Jalen Hurts is a big reason the Eagles are 10 and 1 right now and have the best record in the NFL so that's what we mean by this question um, should he maybe reel the running back in moving forward even though it does seem to be working for them I, I, I it's hard for me to say curtail he's it, such a dynamic part of what the Eagles do offensively that it's hard for me to say yeah he's running too much I know that there's probably going to be one time it happens I'm going to say he should not run as much because it, it costs the Eagles but I I can't, I can't get to that point where I say, be safe. He's so great at it, and he's such a dynamic weapon doing it. I guess I'll have to take it if it comes. There was a time in the game when he ran inside the five-yard line, and he was sandwiched between three Packer players, and he got up slow. And you're wondering if he was hurt at that point. And then, as we've talked about earlier in the show, he took that hit in the fourth quarter where he sat down, and the defender tackled him on the back, and he bent him forward. 
and I'm thinking, okay, now you're talking about possible right. neck and rib injuries. Right. You know, he, he's such a strong, dynamic player. He can absorb a lot more blows than a lot of quarterbacks in today's game. But when you look at the recent history of a lot of quarterbacks who run a lot, you end up missing four, five, six games. Lamar Jackson missed how many games last year? Mm. It, you know, the running aspect cost RG3 his career. We've seen Patrick Mahomes miss games, Josh Allen miss games because of things like that. It's, it's a part of the Eagles' offensive plan based on down and distance. I get that. A lot of times he's running out of necessity because there's just nothing down the field. But when you look at 16 times, 17 times a game, eventually somewhere it's going to catch up to you. There's going to be a, a, a scenario where a, a, a blindside hit comes, a linebacker, a safety comes up, and catches him in the solar plexus or something, and you're wondering how long he could possibly be out. You know, it's like Mike said, though. It's such a dynamic part of his game. Who are we to say when is, when is enough enough? But when you watch what has happened to quarterbacks who use their legs a lot in this yeah. game, you know, there, when they go out. There are certain plays where it, it kind of makes you It makes you cringe. And there's a lot, a lot of times during the season, quarterbacks are out at the most inopportune time. Right. And we don't want that to happen no. to Jalen Hurts, especially as we're getting deeper and deeper Absolutely. into this regular season. See, I think he's a different animal. I think he's a different animal because, you know, he's trained himself to, for this. You know, you look at him, he's bigger in his upper body than he was last year. Right. We're all, we, you know, his, his squat leg strength is legendary. I think for me, the, 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 the biggest question is, you know, and it's a fine line, you know, can you be more um, careful about, you know, for lack of a better word, can you be more careful about, you know, your decision making when you're running the ball, Jalen, okay? But then again, you know, you saw him break out of the pocket tonight and, you know, he gets on the, on the edge of the defense that, in that first drive. And you're like, okay, he's got the first down. Get out of bounds or, or get down. And then he takes off for another 30 yards. Right. So there's always that fine line between, you know, you, you got what you could get, get down, and that fine line where it's like, oh, but there's more there. I think his strength actually works against him because he has that mindset that he's so strong that he's not going to get hurt. And I think that that somehow has influenced the coaches the same way because they run some of those carries between tackles. When he, when he carries the football, those design runs are the ones that bother me. When he goes outside, you know, he's going to make a big play. There's nobody can handle that. But he, he's running like a running back a lot of the times. And, and running backs don't last. Well, listen, he's got that skill set to be able to do it. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, you can say that running backs don't last. I think running backs don't last the ones that don't take care of themselves. But you look at a guy like Nick Chubb. I mean, he's lasting. I mean, he's, he's, there, he's, there are very few running backs I, listen, that aren't going to get worn down. So. I understand that, okay? But a lot of it comes down to how you prepare your body and how you get yourself ready to play. We have, we have devolved into a place with football where, you know, less is more. You know? Don't, listen, less, I, I less, get that. But, like, Derek Dunn was pointing out when we were watching the game. You're talking about the rib shot that he yeah. took on that yeah. play. Right, right. Exactly. Well, and it was his neck kind yeah, of. And that, yeah, and that was and another that, one. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the neck shot. But the, so the, see, the rib shot is several the several different options that we're talking yeah. about in terms but, of plays. Yes, you're take but shots the rib, in the ribs. When the, you run but, tough, you're going to take shots in the ribs. The rib, rib yeah. shot he took, okay, he plays with rib gear on. Okay? Yes. 
so, a real protector. So, so, yeah. so he's going to be protected. Aaron Rodgers is in the position that he's in because guess what? He doesn't like the rib protectors, and he doesn't wear them. So now that's why, you know, his, he got his ribs barbecued tonight. There's, there's <laughs> well, a big difference. First of all, it was ribs, and then my NFL app said it was his oblique, and then I know his thumb. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. Aaron no, he's – listen. He's, he's, his and, age and is showing it. And I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts, you know, potentially couldn't get through this, you know, and something could happen. But from my experience, you know, he's doing the right thing by not focusing on it. Because the thing you think about is the thing you bring about, is the thing that, that, that happens, you know, in your world, in your life. Football players in their right mind don't talk about injuries. Injuries just happen. happen right. The ones who talk about it and the, 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 the organizations and staffs that focus on protection are the ones that stay hurt all the damn time. Well, but my question now is because there's, you know, of course the design run plays for Jalen Hurts. But then there are the plays, uh, like there was one in the fourth quarter where Seth, I think you said while we were watching, he left the pocket too early. And we know mm -hmm. it's Jalen Hurts almost running for his life. And I feel like that's been happening more than often uh, or more often in the last like two, three games for the Eagles. So is that a concern where it's not really set up to protect him? He's more so just kind of putting the, the game on his back and just running for his life. And well, it listen, usually works out for him. But he, He's not going to sit in there if he feels pressure. And you got to realize that there's two – there's two different things that's at work here, okay? When he pre-snap reads and he knows that they're in man coverage, he knows that if he gets out of the pocket, he's going to get 15 to 20 yards before the defense can even react to him because everybody's got their back turned. The only person that can see him is the single high safety, and that guy's got to stay as deep as the deepest. So if there's a chance for him to get out, he's going to take off. Against zone, maybe not so, not so fast. He realizes that, hey, I've got to sit in here and give my guys an opportunity to adjust to the holes in the zone for me to deliver the ball. So there's a couple of different things at work. But I watched him tonight, the particular play that you're talking about. Mm. You know, if he was just stepped up in the pocket, he could have bought himself a little more time. But he felt the pressure coming from his left, from Jordan Malata's side, and he decided to bail out of the pocket. There was quite a few where he bailed out right, right mm. and he couldn't get his shoulders squared up, even if somebody was going to be open, so he wound up just throwing it away. Nothing wrong with that. You live to fight another day. You know, this is a debate that really doesn't have a correct answer. No, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it really doesn't, because I'm looking at the statistics, I'm going, okay, he brought, he brushed 17 times for 157 yards. Like, I have a quarterback like that, it's such a weapon that nobody else has, that I can't sit here and say he runs too much, you know? It has no, it has no answer. No, no, this is a topic that can be debated every week of the season, which probably will be. The bottom line is, it's not going to change. Mm. They're not going to change the way they deploy him, okay? Um... There's nothing more demoralizing to a defense than to have a quarterback be the one as your leading rusher against you. Right. Now, you expect the running back, but when a quarterback does it, that's demoralizing in itself and takes a lot of wind out of a defense's sail. And you look at how many times he broke off against Green Bay tonight, and you look at the faces of some of the defensive players in the stand and go, what the heck else are we going to do against this dude? Yeah. Well, I tell you this, you know, it also depends on the team that you're playing. You come in against a team that's ranked 25th in the NFL in rush defense and a team that's given up 135 yards per game, you can look at that defense with all the players that they're missing and know that they don't have what it takes to really stop the run game, okay? Now, 
Next up, Tennessee Titans. They play a much more physical style, Absolutely. Of, style of football. Bully ball. Okay? So now your mindset has to be, as a coaching staff, in my opinion, hey, we're not trying to get – we're not trying to have Jalen Hurts run the ball 17 times. We want to be able to run the ball the way we need to run it and have our offense operate um, you know, efficiently with him from the pocket and him only running – when he has to run and understand that you get down because that defense is one of the most physical and dominating style defenses that you'll see. And they're not going to be trying to just tackle Jalen. They're going to be trying to hurt Jalen. Well, so right. Jalen better be trying to – that's another concern with him running the ball too much because, I, I mean, if they're not already, which I think they are, teams are going to start actively going after Jalen. Absolutely. But, that's, but, then, but then again, that's, that goes back to my point, okay? Can you be – a little more decisive about when you get down and when you try to get more, okay? I mean, can, it can, can you figure out how to do that? Because there's this fine line between, okay, I got the first down, you know, I got 10 extra yards, let me slide and get down, we got the first down, let's line up again. And then all of a sudden you get out there and you're looking at these little bitty DBs in front of you and you're like, they don't want to tackle these thunder thighs. You know, so let me let me try to get let me let, let me try to get to the end zone. And you before, just say thunder thighs. Yeah, and before <laughs> wait hey. wait, so we had what what did Collinsworth call it the double cheek push, and yeah, now we've got push. thunder thighs. Hey, listen, Jalen man. Hurts is listen, really when, uh, when getting you, some good names tonight. When you're a quarterback and you squat 600 pounds, you get the nickname <laughs> thunder thighs. Okay, so I, I, anyway, he's looking at these little DBs like I can run you over. You can't even hurt me. And before he knows it, he's got. Two DBs, two linebackers, and a safety is bearing down on him because he's trying to get some extra. He's got to determine that fine line between enough is enough and saying, okay, I'm going to get down. I got what I can get. Let's live to play offense another play and protect myself. All right. Well, uh, since the opening of this segment was a bit um, distracted, I guess I'll say, by uh, some active members in the audience, this is the diamond debate presented by Mark's Jewelers, and I didn't have a chance to show off my diamonds, so I do have this beautiful necklace as well as these hoop earrings and this bracelet that Seth Joyner once again had to help me put on. It's always an IQ test uh, figuring that out. Again, no fault to Mark's Jewelers, all fault to me. Um, you know, but I, did you just see what happened in the background there? They, did something they, else they, happen? They, they escorted that gentleman out. Oh, did they? <laughs> yes, a lot of people were watching. That's amazing. <laughs> Security escorted that gentleman Perfect out. timing. It was perfect. perfect. Time. And that's how you do a show. That's showbiz, baby. Uh, I, start, right. I started to excuse myself from the segment and escort I think my, it, it was when you, it was when myself. Seth Joyner turned when I just, I was like, okay, there's no way that I'm going to be able to make it through this without yeah. acknowledging. He didn't want any of that smoke either, guy. that guy. Yeah, no. no. Uh, all right, so stick around because the drive of the game is coming up next on the other side of this break. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
My husband hadn't missed work in 15 years. His injury required months of rehabilitation, and unfortunately, the insurance company didn't see it that way. I was working two jobs, but it wasn't enough. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. We sat down, told them our story, and they guided us through the whole workers' compensation legal process. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was, it, was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at South University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the audiology and speech-language pathology profession by visiting salis.edu. Welcome back to the Pondley Hockey post-game show. It's time for our Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group Drive of the Game Go Jeff Auto. 
Gun.com. Uh, guys, I always love choosing one of you to go first. D-Gun, I think it's your turn. What is your you drive of week. the game? You I know you were week. too quiet last segment, though, so you can go first. I'm sorry. That's how it works. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the drive that put them up 27-20 right before the half. Um, they go down the field. They start out with four consecutive passes, and I'm thinking, what? Mm-hmm. Then they go back for a fifth pass, and Jalen gets sacked. And so now you're looking at a third and 14 situation. Comes back with another pass to uh, Devontae Smith. It's fourth and one. He sneaks it for the first down to the Green Bay 35. And then all of a sudden he runs it the next play to the 30. Mm-hmm. And then a few plays later, he unloads and his Quez Watkins on a back shoulder th- a throw against Rasul Douglas for the 30-yard touchdown. That put him up 27-20. Basically, they never looked back after that. Yeah. It was As Mike said earlier in the show, it was a pivotal touchdown in this game to regain some momentum. So, because you made me go first, I got first <laughs> choice. That is my drive of the game. I love that. I like your choice. I think you chose well. Thank you. Uh, and I, I really liked it. Sorry, just because... I felt like, in especially last week against, against the Colts, we hadn't seen the Eagles maximize the clock as it was winding down both at the end of right. the game and especially going into the half uh, because we were so used to them being up by so much going into the half right. throughout the beginning of the season. Um, so, yeah, I was happy to see them finally take advantage of the time that they had in the first half and get that touchdown. Mm. Seth Joyner, what is your drive of the game? I was going to say I concur, so you can just pass it to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You can go. Wait a minute. I never get off that easy. There's got to be another drive that we can You have to give details. I don't need to. You gave all the details. (laughs) Okay. I I don't need to regurgitate that. (laughs) No, that's you guys. He hit the bullseye on what the drive of the game was. Two third downs he converted and a fourth down and a beautiful back shoulder throw. But I'm going to go with the first drive of the second half because they had survived a big kickoff return. And they got the ball back, and he just ripped through the Packers. Sanders, 21, 8, 28, 8. And then a third, on a third and 12, he completes it. Devontae, they get it to the 5. Uh, there was a false start in there, but then uh, uh, hurts A.J. Brown for the touchdown. So that was 11 plays, 86 yards, after they had survived that long kickoff return by the Packers and make it 34-20. You know what, Mike? I concur. I got all these stars, and I missed that. 11 plays, 86 yards, and they ran the ball six times and passed it only five in that that drive. Wait a minute. So I changed. You by yourself. Wait wait a minute. Which one you concur twice? You and everyone else's drive. What a politician. Look right there. Look at all them stars right there. I had already had that. You had already concurred, which means you had finalized your thought. Now you can concur it again? Hey. Second. What? If women can change their minds, so can men. I changed my mind. Okay. So do you have a fresh take on, on a different drive or we're just going to go with those no he concurred twice he's done (laughs) you know what i did i loved about uh that miles sanders drive was it was so nice to see the eagles offense do what opposing teams offenses have been doing to the eagles defense uh throughout the season up until really like this game and a bit of last game i suppose um I just bought you some time, Seth. Do you you want to jump no, in? No, listen. I, I, look, at all I, those stars, I love, look at all those stars, Devin. I know, I, I'm looking at your notes. You've got a uh, lot written listen, down. So Because, I, you know, I track, my, I track mine different than the way they track theirs. They track every single play. I track drives. Mm. And, you know, as I looked at the Eagles' drives here, I mean, they had 10 plays, 3 plays, 4 plays, 7, 6, 3, 9, 11 plays, 14 plays. 10-play drive, when you look at, you know, what they did in the second half, and they have not been 
as explosive in the second half of football games yeah. as we wanted them to be. Right. But when you look at 11 plays coming out of the half, 14 plays for, for three, 10 plays for another three points, I mean, my goodness. You know, you, you, it's hard to, hard to be disappointed with what you saw tonight. I mean, they racked up 500 yards of total offense. That's insane. Insane. Yeah, I, listen, I, you know, that, that drive that started the second half, uh, to me, they, they, they also had a big sack on, on that. Right. Green Bay looked right. like they were poised to, to come back and, and tie the score, and, and they got a big sack, and they forced them to actually punt that ball, even though they almost had it at midfield. And they just to say, you know, Sanders, 21-8, four carries. I mean, that's a chunk. Yeah. You know, I'm going to throw in, it's not necessarily a drive, but a, a play. Uh, that dime that Jalen Hurts threw to A.J. Brown for a touchdown. Uh, I also really like that it was redemption yeah. after A.J. Yeah. Brown lost the ball once again, yes. which has just been so frustrating. I know he was sick, and uh, I saw a, a report wait from – Wait a minute. Sick? What do you mean sick? A.J. Brown? Yeah, well, he was yeah, sick. He was, uh, sick. He was sick days ago. Are you, are you, making, you well enough to get out of the football for you're not sick? Oh, my God. Why am I being attacked right now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just jumped on me for that. Woo! Sick? sick? No, wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? Was that his, being is sick his, isn't an excuse? Is his hand sick? No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, hold on to the damn well. ball. We, we have acknowledged him time and time again for having some of the strongest hands for a wide receiver in the game. And this for is the, the second time. In the la- yes. Wait, second time or third time? Because he did it against. It well, might be the third time. It was intercepted against uh, the commanders, which is debatable if it was his fault, but still. It, so basically, it was, it's a lack of concentration. Yeah. Because, you know, he wasn't doing it before. Well, you know what? I think after three times, I think you'll get the message now because these games are going to be more magnified going down the stretch now. Exactly. Uh, so, I, I would just exactly. like to, to read a report from Jesse Palmer. Uh, it took a lot for A.J. Brown to play tonight. He had a a busted blood vessel in his eye from throwing up. He lost roughly seven pounds from being sick. Wow. Now, now what do you Uh-oh. have to say? Do we have to apologize? So, so now what do you have to say, so. Steph? Okay. I played a Monday night football game with 102 temperature. Come on, man. What are you, Michael Jordan now? But that was when you, guys, that was when you guys played with leather helmets and stuff, man. That was different. <laughs> Even more reason for him to show up yeah. and play. Stop it, man. I mean, uh, listen. Have some this sympathy, is, Seth. This, this is where we are in sports now. We want to, like, baby these guys, and we want to make all these excuses for them. No damn excuses. She said if broken you got a, blood vessel, If man. you had a bump, then, then don't play. Then don't play. If you want to talk about it, okay, publicly. See, I never ever said anything about it. The right. organization put it out that I had 102 temp and that I wasn't feeling well. Right, okay? right. But don't put it out there yourself and then cry for sympathy when you make a mistake. You mean like Aaron Rodgers with the broken thumb announcement last week? Hey, same thing. <laughs> Same thing. If you're gonna play, then shut your mouth and play. Because back in my day, if you told if you told the world that you had a broken thumb, guess what? Going after I'm coming after that, that thumb. Slapping the it all day. The first time that I get close to you, I'm gonna be like, Aha. I'm gonna be trying to. I'm gonna be Wait, trying say to that break again. It. What? hat. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be trying to. I'm gonna be trying to see what what Jordan Love can do. So keep your mouth shut and just go out and play. But By the way, we, I, I have to mention on, the, on your drive guys. of the game, yes. our old friend Rasul Douglas had a bad series. Yeah, he, he did. did. He had oh, a yeah, bad he did. Series. I think oh, he was my goodness. He, gra- he grabbed the jersey for a pass interference 
And then he got beat for the touchdown. He got beat for the touchdown. You know, he he parlayed 2021 into a $21 million contract. Green Bay picks him up off the scrap heap from Arizona. All of a sudden, he had like five interceptions in like four games. And he played well last year. But the Rasul Douglas of 2021 is not that same guy because he's been, uh, been getting consistently beat this season. Yes, sir. All right, uh, that is that does it for our Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group Drive of the Game. Go JeffAuto.com. Um, see, no, okay, I'm glad I could I have enlightened you now. guys. I cannot believe how quickly you both jumped down my throat for well, that you, one. Well, well, Anyways, uh, we jumped down, we didn't throat. Throat. down your throat. I mean, we, it's fine. We, it's we fine. were caught it's off guard. We were shocked. We were it was, flabbergasted. We it was were, in unison <laughs> sick. Yes. She had sick? the info, and you didn't see that. She had yeah, but she she set us up then. I had on a serious. No, yeah. okay. The Eagles do need to get these turnovers under control. They do. They are averaging about two to three turnovers every game after going like what eight games with none. Yeah, you hear I that, mean, AJ? It's, it's getting it's getting to the point now where you know, yeah, they won the turnover battle tonight. What was it? Two to two, one. Two to one. Yeah. But they got to get that under control because it's becoming a frequent thing. Week to week, somebody's getting stripped, getting the ball knocked out. You know, the running backs aren't fumbling, fumbling the ball. It's the right. wide receivers. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, more on that and uh, more break, breaking down of the Eagles-Packers game coming up after this break. We also have John McMullen giving up some game balls later in the show. Stick around. You're watching the Pond the Hockey postgame show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. To the Pondla Hockey Eagles post-game show, and uh, the man in the box is the man who covered the game tonight for Jacob Sports Media, John McMullen. Eagles win it tonight, 40 to 33. And John, listen, I'm stating the obvious here, but the the, the running game was just monstrous. Tell us yeah. about it. <laughs> well, 363 of the 500 yards of total offense. The Eagles have been playing football for a while, since 1933. That is the best rushing performance since 1948. Wow. Uh, they ran for, I believe it was 376 in 1948. So this is the best performance since. Jalen Hurts, career high. Miles Sanders, career high. In the same game, Miles Sanders, by the way, Mike, was... I think, uh, excuse me, Jalen was uh, 20 or 21 short of Justin Fields' NFL record for a quarterback that he set a couple weeks ago. He was one big play away from doing that. It was a completely, completely dominant performance in the running game. Part of that is Green Bay. They have a really bad run defense, but that it, this is more than that. This team is is really, really good when they're running the football well, and they were running the football 
from really play three. They had those two passes at the beginning of the game, Mike. Incomplete, incomplete. Then Jalen Hurts goes for 24, and they were off and running. Uh, pun intended. Hey, hey John, uh, as we talked about in the pregame show, this was an Eagles offense that kind of sputtered the last couple of games. When you look, at though, that they put up 363 yards of rushing, 500 yards of offense. What, what did Nick Sirianni say about his offense finally getting back on track in this game? Yeah, we were joking about it. Nick always says, you know, if they get 200 rushing, he gives a game ball uh, to the offensive line. I don't know what you do with 363. Right. I mean, you got to give him something more. Right. We called it a super game ball, maybe. I don't know. They were so dominant uh, running the football. And it starts with Jalen Hurts. I mean, as I said, it was that 24-yard run. That was third and 10, right? You're trying to set the tone of a game. Green Bay is out there. They got a chance to go three and out. And all of a sudden, boom, it's over. They have, they have two good plays, and then it's 24 yards off schedule. I think five plays later was 28 yards from Jalen Hurts that set up the touchdown. He had a 42-yard run by Jalen Hurts. And then from there, it was Miles Sanders and pounding the football. And by the way, Boston Scott was effective running the football. Yep. Kenny Gainwell was effective running the football. Anybody was effective running the football. And yeah, as I said, part of it is Green Bay's just not a good run defense. We knew that. But this was more than that. This was far more than that. This was maybe this, the best rush offense against one of the, the worst rush defenses. Hey, John, I got a thought. <laughs> you know, the Saudi Arabian soccer team at the uh, World Cup beat Argentina this week. And the Saudi Sports Federation gave each soccer player a Rolls Royce Phantom. There we um, go. And there we go. <laughs> I, just, I don't know I if just... Jeffrey Lurie wants to hear that, but I'll, I'll pass it along. I just, like I just, it. just figured I'd throw it out there, man. I just figured, you know, John. Well, I'm we... sure, I'm sure, Kelsey. I'm sure Lane will like love that. <laughs> Did you get that to Lane? Yeah. So, you know, we um, we talked about it, you know, in the pregame about why the Eagles just don't come out and and play football this way. You know, they started the game off with those first two passes. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. They're going to they're going to do it. They're going to do this again. Yeah. They're going to throw it 10 times before they decide to run it and, and, and rely on their run game. And lo and behold, Jalen gets loose. And then all of a sudden, Miles gets, you know, gets into the act. And everybody else, to your point, you know, that put their had their hands on the ball was just running through this defense. Um, is it possible that you know you could believe that they now know that this is the way that their offense probably should run, and maybe they should stick to this formula <laughs> rather than you know let's see how the passing game goes, and then if it doesn't work, we'll fall back on the on the run game. You know. <laughs> It's a tough question because I do think they know. Look, if, if you pin Nick Sirianni down, Shane Steichen, and ask him, what do you do best? What do you do best? I think they would admit, and they have admitted, it's running the football. But they don't want to be one-dimensional. And last season, they were a little bit too one-dimensional. When somebody came along, and it was Tampa Bay in the playoffs, and they figured out how to stop it, at least, or control it. 
they couldn't do, they couldn't shift and do what they wanted to do to win the football game. This year, they have a, 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 a sense of themselves that, and they said it pretty consistently, everybody from Miles to, to Jalen to Nick Sirianni, they say, we'll do what it takes to win a football game. But this year, they believe they can do what it takes to win a football game. And that means if somebody does show up and somebody can defend the run and somebody can stop this running game, they believe they can take advantage of it and beat them throwing the football. That's their goal. That's what they want to be able to do. I think for the most week two, Minnesota was the first team that said, you know what, we're going to play zone. We're going to keep our eyes in the backfield to Jalen Hurts. We're going to force him to throw the football. And they did. And they beat Minnesota pretty handily. I think that's what they want to be. And I think to this point, more often than not, they've proven they are that. And if somebody can stop the run, and most teams will do a better job than Green Bay, but there will be some good teams. And if they do stop the run, Tennessee, really good defense. Yep. Coming in next week, Jeffrey Simmons. Maybe they do a better job. Not maybe. They're definitely going to do a better job than Green Bay. But maybe they really do a really good job, and the Eagles are forced to throw the football. They believe they can do it this year. I believe they can do it when Dallas Goddard is healthy. I don't know if they can do it right now, but that's what they that's the point they want to get back to. Right. John, the obvious sticking point here is uh is it too much? Jalen Hurts set the record, by the way, for he beat Michael Vick's record, which was 130 yeah. tonight, uh, rushing the football. Uh, but he also took a lot of hits. He took one in the ribs. He took one in the back of the neck. So there's always that age-old question. Uh, are we doing too much with the quarterback running the football, especially between the tackles? Did uh, uh, Nick Sirianni say anything about that after the game, and what's your view on it? Um, I, I don't think so. Well, for two reasons. From my perspective, you can't legislate injuries anyway, so – I tend to not worry about him. He play the football game. He's healthy now. You use him the way he should be used when he's healthy. I think it's ironic, Mike, you know, when Jalen got hurt last season, it was in the pocket. It wasn't outside the pocket. He's done a very good job for the most part of avoiding contact. You're right. That one scared me a little bit when he got hit in the neck. He's seen that. That one seemed to affect him at least a little bit for a few seconds. So I get why people are worried about it, but I'm not sure how you can control that. Uh, most of – now, if you want to say lower the, the, the quarterback draws, the, the, the sort of uh, set and runs, okay, uh, maybe I can buy into that a little bit. But when it comes to the off-schedule stuff, no, that's what he does well. I mean, I, I don't want to take that away from Jalen Hurts. I don't want to take away third and 10, and all of a sudden he's breaking open for a 24-yard gain. I don't want to take that 28-yard gain, that 42-yard gain away. If, if I'm running him between the tackles, yeah, but the Eagles don't do that that often. There's the sneaks, but quarterbacks don't get hurt on sneaks. I, I can't even tell you the last time a quarterback – has gotten hurt on a quarterback sneak. So I I think that's a little bit overblown. 
Hey, John, with uh, Dallas Goddard on the shelf, uh, at least for a couple of more games, you look at the tight end input in this Eagles offense, and basically it's obsolete. I mean, there's only been two passes to tight ends the last two games. Um, are you surprised that Jack Stoll, Calcaterra, and even uh, Tyree Jackson, who was wide open in the end zone on one play, that went to uh, Devontae Smith, um, is not more prominent in the offense right now? No, I'm not. I, I mean, I thought the biggest drop-off on this team from starter to backup was Dallas Goddard to Jack Stoll, and I think it's being proven on a weekly basis. I mean, Jack is a very good blocker. Uh, but he's not a, a pass-catching tight end. So it's not like you're going to give him a ton of traffic at, say, the expense of, of Quez Watkins or even Zach Pascal. Um Brand Calcaterra may be down the road, but he's very young. Uh, he got the one target today, and he lost two yards. Plus, you have issues with Brand if he's on the field a lot. He doesn't block very well. And then I think people forget with Tyree Jackson, he's a great developmental project, yep. but he's a project. I mean, this is a former quarterback we all know from the University of Buffalo making the transition to tight end. And he was doing a good job, and then he tore his ACL, and he lost a ton of that developmental time. So that's a position where it'd be nice to have a Richard Rodgers right now, but they don't have a Richard Rodgers right now. John, I'm looking at, you know, statistically what the Eagles did tonight. You know, um, they're averaging 300 total yards a game, 178 through the air, um, 122, um, you know, on the ground. Um, against, this, against this Packers offense, you know, listen, they, they gave up 19 first downs. They were one for seven on third down conversions. Um, the Packers only ran 49 plays. Um, they had a couple of big plays in there, specifically the one to Christian Watson after Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, left the field. But we were all sitting there when when Jordan Love came on the field and the question that Mike asked me, okay, it's third and long. We ought to be going after um, Jordan Love right now. And I was like, well, have you seen him go after anybody else all year long? What makes you think that he's going to go after him now? Sure enough, they sat back, boom. You know, they hit the play. Blankenship takes a bad angle. 63 yards later, you know, we're within one, a, a one-score game. Um, I don't even know what my question is here, to be honest with you. I'm just kind of rambling. But it's like one of those things where why why – why is it so difficult for Jonathan Gannon to get out of his skin? Like last week, we saw him do some things. He ran some run blitzes. He ran some blitzes, you know, towards the end of the game. He did some things differently that he hadn't been doing leading up to last week's game. And for some reason or another, you got a young Jordan Love. He doesn't really understand what he's doing. And you sit back and you let him make what seemed like a, the game was over turn into a game. Why is it so difficult for him to get out of his comfort zone of bending but not breaking? Well, one, he believes in it. I mean, that's number one. That would be, I, I think, the most important part. I mean, the Eagles have done this cost-benefit analysis before the season. Um, that's their goal. Their goal was to 
win the turnover battle, win the explosive play battle. They're 10 and one. So number one, it's, it's working. Uh, number two tonight, I would say you have one, one of the reasons why Reed Blankenship is in the game, not Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, Josiah Scott's in the game, not Avante Maddox. So you don't have as much confidence on the guys on the back end. The problem to me is, Seth, when you're trying to to limit explosive plays and then you give up an explosive play anyway, that to me is the concern. So I look at that and look, Reed Blankenship, what, what, a, what a day. You know, mm-hmm. Slay, Joe, this week. He wanted another goat ball. He's never intercepted Aaron Rodgers. You know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in football. He said he intercepted. Uh, he has intercepted Tom Brady. He got Drew Brees. He, he was too young for Peyton Manning. Um, so this was the last one. This is the one he wants, Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get it. But he did have the tip to get Josiah Scott one. And that was his first interception of his career. Mm. And then Reed Blankenship, as an undrafted rookie, gets Aaron Rodgers in his first game. So there were some good things. Um, they had three sacks. But, yeah, it wasn't the best performance from the defense. But here we are. Again, we're talking about a 10-1 and team. Um, 11 games. This is the third game. They've allowed more than 17 points, so that's kind of the demarcation line in the modern NFL. They lead the league in allowing 17 points or less. Number three defense. I always talk about context. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, by the way, I get it in the moment, but contextually, they're better than everybody else. Pretty much. They, they definitely are. Uh, Slay should have had that ball. Hit him right in the helmet, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, quickly, uh, as we, uh, we get out of here, John, uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson is a big loss. Is there any update on the injury? Landon Dickerson, C.J. John, uh, Garner-Johnson, what have you heard? Uh, C.J.'s got a rib injury. You know, when I first saw it, I thought it was a stinger. That's what I thought immediately. Uh, it seems a little bit more seriously. The way he looked, it, it certainly seems to me like he probably cracked a rib or two. So we'll have to see that moving forward. Landon Dickerson left. He was limping. He, he's had that all year. He's been dealing with foot and ankle injuries. Andre Dillard came in at left guard. But Landon was able to come back in the game. So um, I think he's going to be fine. Reed Blankenship had to leave. So they were down to Kayvon Wallace at the end. Uh, but Reed saw him in the locker room. Uh, he just, uh, his chin strap got kind of busted up in him, and, and he's fine. So uh, the one to be concerned about is definitely uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. John, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, and uh, we'll see you next week at a more conventional time. Uh, let's take a break. It is the uh, Eagles Pond Hockey post-game Thanks, show. John. We're live from Ocean Casino. Thanks, Sean. We'll uh, be back after this. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. 
They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers. Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. At Stateside Vodka. Every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
right, and welcome back to the Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show. I'm Mike Missanelli with Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. Debbie Caney will join us in a little bit. We have game balls to give out and uh, some injury updates with Dr. Bruce coming up in a second. But the Eagles went 40-33, to and it was a rushing performance that, uh, unlike uh, any others, they, they rushed for 363 yards tonight. Jalen Hurts, 157 of them himself. That broke the record of 130 set by Michael Vick a few years ago. Miles Sanders added 143 yards and a couple of touchdowns. They had four TD drives in the first half, and they had a great drive in their first possession of the second half. And an interesting note about this, the Eagles, this is the first time that the uh, running back-quarterback combination has had 125 yards or more since Frank Gore and Colin Kaepernick did it. Uh, a few years ago. So overall, uh, great dominance, guys. Um, every week, we can at least say this about this Eagles offense. They will give you plenty to talk about because they they win games so differently every week. When you look at certain teams, they have a definitive identity. Like their opponent next week, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. You know they're a dominant running team because of Derrick Henry. So you know what they're going to try to do to set up the pass play. But this Eagles team, they, they wear you down with the run one week. They can go up top against you the next week. The quarterback is a focal point one week. It's, it's A.J. Brown the next week, Devontae Smith the next week. Seth, you know, I think that's what makes this team such a difficult team to figure out and for opposing defenses to contain is because you don't know who's going to jump to the forefront week in and week out. Well, I agree 100%. You know, I've been saying it all along. You know, when you look at – when a defensive coordinator has to look at breakdown four game film and decide how he's going to attack this offense, it's okay, where do I attack? Okay, do I take away A.J. Brown? When Dallas Goddard is healthy, you know, do I take him away? Um, you know, then that frees up, you know, Devontae Smith. The last couple of weeks, you know, Quest Watkins has emerged a, a little more – um, within, the, within the framework of the offense, and I think that's a direct result of Dallas Goddard not being present, that he's going to get a few more targets. And then you go into a game like tonight, you know, Tennessee, their defense coordinator has got to be thinking, man, we got to get this run game under control, and then the Eagles come, come in and throw it for 40, 40 times next week on them, you know, and throw for 300 yards. So, you know, to have that kind of diversity and experience being able to win – in a myriad of different ways, even on the defensive side of the ball. You know, um, the previous two weeks, you know, they've had to figure out a way to win games. Two out of the three previous games, they've had to figure out how to win those games in spite of having the ball run down their throat defensively, you know. And then you come back, you know, you play against um, the Colts last week, and Jonathan Gannon all of a sudden surprises the hell out of all of us, you know. He throws some run blitzes in there. He throws some blitzes on third down situations in there. You know, he's, he's a lot more aggressive with the corners up, you know, at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, you get excited about the prospect that, you know, we've turned the corner. We're going to do something different. But that's not the first time that he's done that this year. You know, they figured out different ways to be able to win no matter what the circumstances are. And to me, that's – you know, that that's the hallmark, you know, of a good football team when you're able to figure out multiple ways to win when things aren't going right in one direction, you figure out another way to actually come away with the W. Yep. My only concern is the special teams. And I'm telling you right now, there's gonna come a game 
this season, there's six games left on the schedule where it's going to bite them in the ass, and they need to get it addressed now. My concern goes a little bit deeper than just the special teams. It's the, it's the play of the defense. You know, we're sitting there, Mike and, and, and Seth, and especially in that fourth quarter, you have the young quarterback in there. It's a third and five situation. And I'm thinking, okay, you, you blitz this young quarterback, make him make a decision, and hopefully it's a decision in your favor. And Darius Slay is eight or nine yards off the ball. They run a quick out first down. Very next play, slant right over the middle. Christian Watson, 63-yard touchdown. We see too much of this. And when you face a better caliber of team, they're going to tear you up with this. Listen, they're in damage control. You heard what John said. They've done the math, and this is this is how they're going to play. And, you know, that's not going to stop us from feeling the way that we feel. True. Because for me, you know, I'm an ex-defensive player. I want to see a, deep, a dominant defense. Sure. And they've got enough weapons on the defensive side of the ball to be dominant, you know. But their whole thing is – you know, we want to cut down explosive plays. We want to limit the amount of points that we allow a team to score on us. You know, I get that. But at the same time, there's also the other side of the equation that says that you have the ability to force the other team's hand in a myriad of ways, especially the guy who touches the ball on every single play. You have a, you have a way to affect his, him psychologically, and you can force him to make mistakes. And the mistakes is where, primarily, is where the turnovers come from. Right. So you've seen the Eagles, like, just turning the ball over at an alarming rate in certain games. And you can go back and look at those games where they've been ultra-aggressive or more aggressive than they normally are, and you can pinpoint those are the times where they turn the ball over in bunches. The times where they don't, the times where they play passive, they don't get the turnovers. All right, let's go uh, with our first Trust Bank 2-Minute Drill. I'm going to hit you guys with a couple of quick questions for some quick answers. So the first one is, Jalen Hurts, curtail him with the run or not? No matter what we think, it's not going to happen. So we're just going to have to live with it. We're going to debate it every week. He's going to do what he does. Now, there was a string of games where he only ran six, seven times after we had screamed about cutting down his running after he had ran 15, 16 times. Mike, I know you agree with me. It is what it is. The athletic part of Jalen Hurts ability to take off and run is a significant part of his overall makeup it's not going to change i'm going to say this because there was a stretch before the colts game the, the the two previous games the game against the houston texans and the game against the washington commanders where jalen hurts had probably like on average three runs in those two games on average okay when they got to the Colts, they realized that they needed his legs in order to win that game at the end now we roll into this week, and all of a sudden he's running the ball 17 times. I think that it has to be a week-by-week week, you know, evaluation on how you actually use him. Um, I, I can't wait to kind of dig into you know, defensively what it is that the Tennessee Titans you know, presents to this football team you know, next week because I want to know, you know, are they stout against the run? Are they stout against the pass? You know, or, you know, I, I need to see them, you know, up close and personal and then look at them statistically to give you an evaluation, Mike, on how it is that they should actually play him. Because I think that plays into how they run him and how they play him going forward because they've done it in the past. They've proven it in the Houston and the Washington game that they can win one of those games and be in those other game, that other game right down to the end 
without having to have him use his legs. All right, a couple of injuries tonight. So let's check in with our sports doctor, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, who joins us uh, live uh, via a, a remote in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, uh, Dr. Bruce, uh, th uh, thanks for hanging out with us. A couple of injuries you need to talk about. One, uh, the biggest one, of course, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which looked like a rib situation. What did you see there, and what do you think uh, is the prognosis? Yeah, I think it's um, – I was in touch with John McMullen about that, and – it looked like a fracture. I mean, he really was in a lot of pain, more so than just a rib strain. And what usually happens is the x-rays are often inconclusive. And ironically, Aaron Rodgers has the same thing. It was originally delineated as an oblique strain. But uh, it, it, I fear a fracture, and the MRI will likely confirm it tomorrow. And then the timeout for CJ would be typically two to four weeks it all had to do with pain control. He'd be resting. Eventually, he would be a candidate for some injections of the chondral portions of the ribs. And we just don't know until we see. Also, really took a great shot. It was unclear to me whether it was a shoulder and a rib. But you could also injure more than one rib. And if it's a multiple rib injury, that could be a, a greater delayed return to play. Hey, Doc, in your opinion, when you saw CJ... Um, you know, obviously he was in a lot of pain. And you look at the labored breathing, the short breath. Is that a dead giveaway a lot of times that, that has something to do with the ribs or possibly even the lungs? Yeah, and, and you allude to the fact that you have to worry about dropping a lung, either a pneumothorax, which is air within the thorax, or a hemothorax. So when you see somebody who has trouble breathing, it's more ominous for a fracture degun and you also, the, one of the most important parts of the x-ray is you'll see if there's blood or air density, the ribs could actually fracture the the, uh, the lining of the thorax, yeah. and that would require a chest tube. That would require hospitalization. So you're very astute at, at looking at those aspects. I'm curious, Doc, because I know, you know, I've had rib injuries before. You know, there's a difference between breaking one and there's a difference between the actual tearing of the rib away from the cartilage which can oftentimes be more painful than the actual breaking of the ribs um what's the prognosis you know if he has one or the other or both yeah it's true the the, the cartilage is called the chondral portion so we get to the sternum you're out, you're absolutely right with the anatomy it's cartilage like your nose and then it becomes a bone and a lot of the, 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 the most vascular areas are next to the sternum, Seth. And so a lot of times, on average, when there's a, a fracture at American football players, one to two weeks, and oftentimes the, uh, the doctor can inject that area. Now, in medicine, a lot of times, you know, you, you always think about injecting somebody to have them getting hurt. But as long as the fracture is non-displaced, that is, it's, it remains intact, it's all about pain control, and I don't know back in your day, uh, Seth, if you ever if, if people got ejected that they went in, but that's that's fairly common. So it's it's very true. So they have to look at if a if a rib is displaced, it means it could actually poke through the lining of the lung, and so that that would make a more serious problem. I believe Aaron Rodgers had that kind of injury a couple years ago. And, and Rodgers doesn't wear the rib protectors, protectors. He doesn't like to wear it. And as you know, he went out with a, a similar injury, ironically enough, tonight. Dr. Bruce, last question. 
Um, because we're, you know, we look at the game and we see a certain hit, and uh, we worry about it. And the one that I'm talking about is Jalen Hurts getting hit kind of from behind on the neck. How does a doctor look at that situation? What, what, what thoughts go through your mind when you see a hit like that? Well, you always worry about a neck strain or, you know, the, the, the most ominous, of course, which wasn't the case, which would be involvement of the spinal cord of the discs. And again, with Jalen running so much, it you, I've listened to the whole show. You have to be concerned that when you go against the Titans with Mike Vrabel, they're, they're going to they're gonna see what happened. And, uh, they're they're going to frankly try to hurt him. And, and if he goes down, I think so does the season. So I think it's got to be a, a titration between, you know, obviously he's an incredible runner. I, I mean, Redlow Cunningham to me was in Michael Vick in the later years. But, but this guy is fast and elusive. And he's such a great weapon. You're just so tempted to use it over and over again. But I think eventually it could catch up to them. Dr. Bruce Grossinger, our sports doc. Thanks for the information. Thanks for hanging out and staying up late with us. We appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Um, so we have game balls to give out. When we come back, we're going to give out game balls. Let's take a break. It is the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. We're back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at Salus University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the audiology and speech-language pathology profession by visiting salus.edu. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. 
Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Welcome back to the Pond the Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney. It is time for some game balls presented by Colony Pools. Flywithcolony.com. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious who, uh, once again, some animation coming <laughs> from this sports. So, somebody today. won tonight. <laughs> yeah, somebody won winner. me tonight. You know what? They, just don't want, they won't, don't want me to have a successful show. I swear every time I start talking, <laughs> someone starts screaming in the background. They better take today. the money and run. <laughs> you know, like I know, you stay here long enough, you'll Woo. give it back. I got um, to check and see if one of them might be a relative or something. Right, right. I can use, yeah. I can use some Christmas money. Yeah, someone, someone's having a really good night. Uh, you know who else had a really good night? Jalen Hurts. I think he's probably the obvious choice for game balls, not to steal anyone's answer, but I have a, an inkling that he is going to be the popular answer for the three of you guys tonight. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. All right. No. Fine, Degon, want to explain why? Yes, I'm giving it to Reed Blankenship. Oh, I like <laughs> yes. that. This young man came from out of nowhere, first NFL game. He duped Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer, and picked off the pass. And like Seth talked about, he could have just sat back out of fear, let the tight end catch the ball in front of him, make a tackle. Oh, no, this man said, I'm going for the ball. I'm going for the gusto. He made some big hits tonight. I'm giving it to Reed Blankenship. I love that pick. Yes. That's Mike? That's horrendous. When a guy plays a game like Jalen Hurts, my ball. you're going to give it to Reed Blankenship. Uh, listen. Jalen Hurts was an unstoppable force tonight. I continue to be amazed at the progress this guy has made to the level where we doubted him coming to the season to where he is now. 157 yards running, sets a, a team record, at 153 yards through the air. That's Let me do the math. That's 310 yards that he accounted for offensively for the Eagles. He's got the game ball. There's no question. <laughs> listen, when you rush for 363 yards and you score – three rushing touchdowns, you know why you do that? You do that because of the offensive line, Devin, mm. okay? 
I'm giving the game ball tonight to the Eagles' offensive line. Yeah. I like that. I, right you across different. the board, starting with <laughs> Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, Isaac Sayamalo, Jordan Mailata, um, um, Landon Dickerson, who was in and out. I'm either going to sprinkle a little love over on Andre Dillard, who had to come in and replace Landon Dickerson for, you know, a time or two. And the tight ends, the, the, the no-name group that no one wants to talk about or pay attention to because you do not have that kind of night without those guys up front getting it done the way they got it done. All right. Yeah, first of I all, like let, me, let me just add something. Good Lord, Jason Kelsey. I mean, if this dude's thinking to retire, I mean, he's still fresh. He, he's still amazing at the second level. I can't imagine that, that he would retire coming off a season like this. He's amazing at all levels. I've seen him fighting a nose guard t- tonight, and it's like this little kid fighting this big bully. And he was giving dude all he wanted. And they kept talking about the Reed kid that was on um, Seattle that came over. Yeah, Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed. He had 10 sacks, I guess, in Seattle or something like that. Man, he was giving dude the business. The dude, got, he's got to have like 50, 50 yeah. pounds on him. And I'm looking at him just fight. I mean, the guy's got, you know, he's got that fight in him no matter what the circumstances. And he can play as long as he wants to. You know, I, and I don't know, I can't personally speak to, you know, what his body feels like, you know, from time to time. But when you watch him play, he looks like he's got at least three to five years yeah, left it's, in Yeah, it's pretty amazing. All right, let's, let's look ahead to next week because the Tennessee Titans come in next week. And, you know, we were all concerned about whether they'd be able to stop uh, Derrick Henry. They lost today to the Bengals 20-16. to 17 carries, 38 yards for Derrick Henry. So Cincinnati had something in store for him. Tannehill had a good game, but I, I can't figure out from one week to the next whether he's a threat or not. How do we see next week's game, D? Well, you know they're going to try to give the ball to Derrick Henry and, and establish the running game there. Cincinnati did a great job of closing all the, the, the open lanes down and gang tackling him. The week before that, Green Bay also did a good job of, of, of gang tackling him as well. Eagles are going to attempt the same thing. What's, what's interesting is Ryan Tannehill is throwing the football as well as I've seen them throw the football in recent years. Robert Woods is finally on the same page as Tannehill. So their offense has become a little bit more diversified. It's going to be an interesting game. Tennessee likes to play bully ball on both sides of the football. They're going to try to come in here and out physical the Eagles. The Eagles are going to have to step it up. Seth, you know, quick, I, I, quick I, view I, of the, the Tennessee Titans. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm, – I, I wanted to dive into, this, into their statistics and see what they did today. They, you know – Cincinnati did a really good job of controlling the run. 17 carries for 38 yards, my gosh. You know, I mean, he's just been tearing it up lately. You know, to D's point, you know, Ryan Tannehill's been playing well, but he's not putting the ball in the end zone. You know, they, I, I don't know from a receiving standpoint, you know, trailing, trailing Burks, you know, some of these guys, I'm looking at Robert Woods, two catches today. I'm trying to look at their wide receivers and find somebody that actually scares me. And I don't see anybody that really scares me. Um, I think that the Eagles at home against this football team, you know, is it going to be a challenge? I think it's going to be their most physical challenge that they face so far. But I think they're up for the challenge. I'm going to guess at the betting line for next week. I'm going to say six and a half to eight. That high? Well, for next week. Green Bay was averaging 18 points a game. They scored 33 on this defense, and a backup quarterback put seven on the board. Well, okay. yeah, true. 
I'm but you know what? I'm still not. No, I mean, they were seven and a half choice I'm, against the Packers. So I, I I'm still not. Seven. I'm still not. You know, one that believes in Ryan Tannehill. Right, I still right. think that I he's the Achilles, I mean, listen, the Achilles heel it, of that they, football they're not, team. They're not going to lose to Tennessee. All right, so they win it tonight in a uh, uh, very impressive fashion on the ground, and they're 10-1, and one, and uh, we're riding high here. Uh, for uh, Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner and Devin Caney, uh, I'm Mike Misnelli. We'll check you out next week at a uh, decent time, afternoon game. I love I love the yes. Sunday afternoon games. Yes. But thanks for hanging with us tonight at Ocean Casino. We'll see you next week. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was, it, was not in charge of anything at that point when 
past. And uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.